You are listening to the Magic Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Cornish, actor, author, and creator. Join me on this journey of growth, joy, and love. I'm here to bring you dope content to expand your mindset and uplift your energy. Why? Because it's your epic life. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Magic Drop Podcast. Today on the show, I am collaborating with Vince Pitstick, founder and CEO of Nutrition Dynamic. Vince has been in the health and wellness field for over 15 years. He is a functional medical practitioner specializing in the areas of gut health, autoimmunity, blood sugars, weight management, fibromyalgia, and PCOS. Vince opened Nutrition Dynamic in 2012. Nutrition Dynamic is now the largest one-on-one health coaching company in the United States. I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands we meet on today. I'd like to pay my respects to my elders past and present. Also, a quick shout out to ACAST for hosting this potty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic Drop podcast. So today I'm here with Vince. So Vince, can you tell us a little bit about you and what inspired you to start Nutrition Dynamic? Yeah, so it's a it's a long story. Well, your your, your listeners only got so much time, so we'll uh, we'll condense it. Um, so you know, I uh, grew up in the health space, um, and uh, you know, really found coming out of sports, I found a passion for. Uh, fitness. It was really the thing that kind of kept me on the on the straight and narrow uh, during my life. And um, I had the opportunity of meeting a lot of really intelligent people in the health space. I built a minorly successful, we'll say, yeah, average successful uh, personal training program, nutrition program uh, near Chicago, Illinois. But I was surrounded by just a lot of amazing practitioners because the the place that we were in included all other healing modalities. There was hormone replacement, there was chiropractic, there was Reiki, there was just other health services. And, you know, as I began exploring the world of helping others, I just had a knack for it. It was just something that came, you know, I, I mean, I would go to, you know, everyone's got their gifts. It was just my gift of being able to coach people. Even though I really didn't want to coach, I really wanted to be the competitor myself. I was a bodybuilding competitor for a long time, and I got into that space early on as well. Ended up doing some school with nutrition, of course. Uh, then more certifications came along. But the the, the turning point actually was when I, I built a pretty robust full health program that included some of these other services because I began to realize that the average individual, let's say John's like, all right, John comes in, he's like, I'm 40 pounds overweight. My doctor says I need blood pressure medicine. I'm pretty tired. I'm having a harder time losing weight. Um, you know, but my endocrinologist thinks I need thyroid medicine or like, or just somebody comes in and says, you know, it's like, Oh, I've got, uh, got anxiety. I, I binge eat. Uh, it's time for me to get healthy and lose seven pounds, right? So like in, unpacked in in those stories, right? Like me at the time, just being a personal trainer, like theoretically speaking, I'm only supposed to be working their training. And the reality is though, is that that's not what they need alone. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that alone is not going to get it done. So 
especially long term with what they were really asking. What they're really asking is I want to look good and feel good every day. And I want to progress and continue to work on being a better me. And, and the reality is, is that was going to take collaboration. So I figured out that 80% of the people that were coming to me, what I really offered wasn't what they were looking for. But yet when I looked around the health landscape, no one was offering it. It's like, you go to a doctor, you get meds. You go to another doctor, you get a procedure. You go to a trainer, you get training. You go to a nutritionist, you get nutrition. You go to a, you know, and really you needed a blend of all these things kind of together. Right. Well, again, at this time, I was only probably 21 years old. Fast forward, I ended up getting catapulted into a world of functional medicine. I got picked up by the largest functional health company in, in the world, um, Metagenics. Uh, I trained under amazing doctors. Uh, they send you out for, uh, you know, they teach you everything in functional medicine. I was out in California training for a very long time, trained under some of the best doctors and Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who's really the, like the founder of lifestyle medicine. And I started putting all my skills together with all these skills. And then they sent me off to California or they sent me off to Cincinnati where basically I became a functional health consultant. I worked with thousands of doctors and any different modalities. So I saw every kind of healing, everything there was. And I go, oh, I need to take a little bit of all of this hmm. and I need to put it into one cohesive program where practitioners were talking together, where people could be seen virtually and then streamline these processes to create high system reliability and really help people achieve what they were actually asking for when they went to a doctor, a trainer, a nutritionist. And that was why I founded Nutrition Dynamic some years later in, in about, um, let's see, it's 2022. So eight years ago, what is that? 2020 or 2014. Um, and, and yeah, now it's the largest one-on-one -on -one in the United States. So there you go. <laughs> Epic story. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about connecting the dots. And in my um, journey, I've had to like connect, try and connect so many dots myself. And that's why I was also super interested to work with you because you have that understanding of holistic health mm -hmm. and you look beyond what's right there and you, you know, you dive deeper. Mm -hmm. For me today, I really want to also talk about hormones and I feel like a lot of people could really get a value and insight into learning more about hormones and how they affect our health and how they affect our mood, our brain function and everything like that. So, I'd like to start with, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on the main sex hormones and what their roles are in the body? Yeah, I think it's, at first it's, it's, it's important for the listener to understand that you're, you have lots of hormones. Your hormones are controlled by your endocrine system. Your endocrine system is essentially all your glands that make hormones. You have three different hormones. You've got amino acid, peptide, and lipid. The ones that uh, Isabel's talking about is uh, the lipid-based hormones, talking about sex hormones, but you've also got things like your thyroid hormone, you know, you've got pituitary hormones, you have hypothalamic, um, secretions that again, of, of different kinds that then change, you know, um, responses in the body. Right. And, and, and essentially what a hormone is, is a message, right? It's delivering a mm -hmm. massive message. It's like one gland writes a letter to another gland or, or, or somewhere in the body. And puts it in an envelope and ships it out, right? And that's, mm -hmm. that's the hormone. And then it has to dock on a receptor site on another a set of tissues. And then they open the letter and they read it. And then they send a letter back. And mm -hmm. that's, that's called a negative feedback loop. So when one hormone's released, another one of equal or opposite force 
should be released. And that's how you create what we call hormonal balance, right? And people should understand that lipid hormones are kind of the end user product. It's like, you know, if we want to talk about estrogen, we could talk about it like plutonium because it's very reactive, right? It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, you can power a, 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 a country with it or you could make a bomb, right? I think we can argue that <laughs> estrogen is that powerful, right? I think anybody, any woman listening to this right now that's been through the highs and lows of a menstrual cycle can tell you that that is probably absolutely true, right? Well, estrogen is really the end product. So it could be like, again, the harnessed plutonium that's being used for an energy source. But there's a lot of chemical interactions that have to occur in, in order to convert it into that product. And then also then after it's used, there has to be chemical processes that degrade it. So it's not as reactive and, and then, and then it, you know, eliminated detoxed from the system. When you understand that there's, I mean, there must be 50 different enzymatic shifts or, or whether it's methylation, there's a lot of conversion process, sulfations, whatever, a lot of Asians going on that convert something into something else. That process, right, is highly manipulated by how you, you think, live, stress, eat, work out, you know, anything you do. It all ends at the collective sum value of your hormones. And mm. so that's why it's really hard for people to wrap their mind around hormonal health because it doesn't reside in just one place. It's not as simple as, you know, my hormones are low, take hormones or like, you know, it, or I might, you know, my testosterone is low, take a supplement. Those things are, that's nice. That's, that's a nice way to look at it. And yes, you can do that. You can take hormone replacement or you can take supplemental. But the reality is because it's the end user, Isabel, mm. you, you really can't just focus on the bottom and not also deal with some of the top and all the things that add to it um, to get the result long-term that you really want, which ultimately means that people have to work a multifaceted process. Do you see then? Yes, definitely. And I hope people who are listening can understand. I hope they understand what I just said. So that means if you go to a doctor, if you go to a trainer, if you go to whatever you go to, and they tell you that this one thing is going to fix everything, you already know that they are fundamentally, right, incorrect about how the body works. That would be like if I have a crappy, we'll say crappy. I don't know if you can cuss on here. You can cuss as much as you want. You have a crappy lawn, right? So it's like, it's like, Isabel, listen, it's like my, my lawn is, is complete shite. And <laughs> can you help me grow my lawn? Right. And, and you're like, oh yeah, listen, okay. You got it. You give me this list. Of, you just tell me on this list. You're like, Hey, here's this list. And you're like, just go get this seed. Just go get the seed. All you need is the seed. The lawn's going to be great. I go out there, I throw seed all over my lawn and I'm like, I wait for a couple months. I'm like, it's still a shit yard. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 no. Here's what you got to do. You got to add water, yo. Oh, okay. So I run back. Now I put down seed. I add some water and I still, I got to shoot on. And I'm like, no, you can't do it in winter. You got to do it in summer at the right sunlight. You got to be, all right. That's the story of most people bumbling through, figuring out how to help themselves 
once they've fallen out of alignment, because the reality is you're dealing with your hormones is almost like an ecosystem of the yard. Many variables have to all be there in the right amount and at the right time and order for you to get the thing that you think in your head that you want when somebody says, hey, let's balance your hormones or hey, you know, whatever to get. I want better energy. I want better sex drive. I want my period back. I don't like my periods. You know, whatever the thing is, we have to dig a lot deeper. And I just want to, something that interests me that you said, and when you say you, you can't start from the bottom, you have to work from the top. And if we start somewhere, would it be with the endocrine system? That's a great question. So oftentimes, I, I will tell you that if you were to look at the pathology, meaning if you take the standard, which I'm assuming a majority, I could be completely wrong here, but I might be, I'm probably speaking to a larger majority of women right right now although shout out men it's the same for you in many ways but more so women because women have so much more estrogen and it drives so much of your physiologic function that hormones have even a bigger impact on you than necessarily a man although it it's close but it certainly impacts women more than men so women's hormonal balance has so much much more to do with how they live and feel and think and experience the world. If people understood how much hormones affected them, they would immediately try to balance them. It may changes your decisions. It changes your perspective. It decides if you're almost happy or, you know, content or uh, people have no idea. I wake up. If my hormonal balance is off, I see the world entirely differently. You know, now people would develop. Oh yeah. You would know. I, I develop mental, right? Um, balance and structure in my life to make sure, and women have to learn this a lot earlier than men, right? Like menstrual cycles and you begin to realize that like, oh, you know, you're, you get your first period and how emotional you get and you walk right into those emotions, not expecting them to be there. And you begin to realize pretty quick that like, I need to mentally prepare myself for these shifts. Otherwise it's going to pull me in directions. I don't want to go and make bad decisions. I'm assuming Isabel, you've been there. Right? Have you? I've totally been there. I mean, I lost my period for um, my menstrual cycle for five years, and when I got that back a few years ago, it was a whole journey again yes. because just just learning how to navigate that and how to um, like what lifestyle practices and everything that I could integrate into my life to help balance those hormones, and then also you know not having that big hormonal fluctuation for so many years and then being slapped in the face with it, it was almost like I felt like a trance-like state. I'm like, this is crazy. The the difference in the way I feel and how that is also affecting all parts of my being is just, you know, it can't be overlooked. It's just, and that's why I've been so interested to learn more about this. And I feel like uh, there's a lot of people that just don't really have much knowledge into their hormones and also what impacts them and then the impact that having not having balanced hormones can have on your health. So, you know, I have an interesting perspective that's different. Why did I become more of a hormone specialist? And as a functional nutritionist, um, you know, I've, I've created a whole university just teaching people about hormones. And do you know who's part of my, we have about 200 members of the university. It's more people in the medical field than it is even in the fitness and health field. It's, it's because 
how you come to learn about hormones will change how you look at them. So people in the medical field, when they're taught in school about them, it's totally different than me who originally, before getting school on this, learned about them through bodybuilding and, and people doing hormone therapy in clinics. Like I was in the, in the offices doing the nutrition for the, for, with these hormone experts. And then I was also dealing in the, in the bodybuilding world and watching people abuse them or use them in different ways. And so from a very young age, so I got this really, um, this really interesting perspective mm. that other people just did not have about how they change you and manipulate you, some for the good, some for the bad, how they can be a, a tool for healing or a tool for destruction. And, and then it made me realize that like, holy cow, these people are coming to me. They want weight loss. They want this. Mm. They want that. They want this. They want that. And what they don't realize is that every one of those things has a huge hormonal component. So if I don't start dealing with that in my programs, I'm doing you a disservice because I'm not telling you about one of the key players. Once again, coming back to the lawn, it's like you forget, you forgot to tell me for the longest time, you know, that I needed to like water it and you know, give it sunlight at the right times. It's like pretty pertinent information, right, Isabel? So It's so important. Yeah. So it's the same thing here when it comes back to hormones and people that... The, whatever they're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, fatigue, anxiety, depression, blah, blah, it all has a hormonal component. I'm not saying the hormones are the answer to everything. Don't get me wrong. But hormones are just like the lawn, one of the major components to putting yourself back together again or optimizing how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. You had asked me a very good question. You said, if I was going to approach sex hormones, would I start with the endocrine system, which is a very intelligent and wise question. And you're exactly right that the you have to, if you're going to deal with sex hormones, the most effective way to do that is to approach the entire endocrine system. Because what people should know is that the, essentially you have this thing called um, your, your act, it's an axis, right? So it's got your adrenal, thyroid, and pituitary, okay? Um. And, and that axis, right, um, essentially is like a thermostat. Now, I'll, to be honest with you, you have two going on there. You, you've got your hypothalamus uh, that's also speaking with your thyroid, and that's kind of like uh, they call it your neurolimbic, right? And then you've got your pituitary thyroid and adrenal, right? There's two axes going on, and they're interplaying, kind of like a thermostat. And the reason I'm using the word thermostat is because if they turn up or turn down, that will then impact all the rest of the hormones throughout your body and all the rest mm. of the glands. Because everything from your thyroid to, and kind of your adrenals and, and hypothalamus, that kind of area, they, they call it like your HPA axis. You heard of that one? Hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you've got that access, but that I threw the thyroid in there because technically then there's the neurolimbic pathway, which is the, your limbic center of the brain into your thyroid that then goes into your, your, well, your oat is another way they call it. They talk about the oat, the adrenal, you've talked, you've heard about that one, right? The oat axis, so ovarian, adrenal, thyroid axis, right? The oat. So those axes, the reason I, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but just imagine when I talked earlier about sending mail and, and the negative feedback loop that you send mail, the mail comes back, right? Yeah. Those, those two axes are kind of a balancer or balance ball or a balance beam for the rest of your glands, everything else from, you know, uh, that, that make hormone. 
And so a lot of times people will jump right to um, maybe estrogen or they'll jump right to just thyroid or they'll jump right to just, I don't know. Uh, there are many other things you could talk about. And the reality is most people, when they want to fix their sex hormones, should start with cortisol and thyroid. Yeah, because if you're stressed, then you've got to address the stress first. Right. If you don't balance that, remember I said thermostat? Mm. So again, that axis, and we'll just talk about the HPA, even though I want to come up with my own. It's almost like the, it, yeah, but there's no cute acronym for it. <laughs> hypothalamus, <laughs> adrenal, thyroid, pituitary. I've tried it, H, H, but it, HPAT axis is like it just starts it just starts getting ridiculous, you know. So basically, hypothalamus, pituitary, thyroid, adrenal, throw them all together. That's the king, right? Those together, and if you really wanted to narrow it down for your hormones, it'd be pituitary and thyroid. If you really wanted to narrow it down to like who's king, the pituitary and the thyroid are the backup to everything in your body. So if another system's failing, if your hormones are failing or, or your, your adrenals are failing or whatever, your pituitary and your thyroid are the backups. Can you break down the pituitary a little bit further for listeners? Oh, boy. There's pituitary, anterior pituitary. So the, 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 so the, the pituitary is in direct contact with your brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say there's the rest of your body and then there's the brain and then you've got your hypothalamus from the brain and it's sending relays to the pituitary. And then the pituitary's job is to relay that to the rest of the body. Think of it like the rest of the the central nervous system Uh in a way. And the pituitary is where almost all, a lot of your hormones come from, like prolactin, luteinizing hormone, uh, follicular stimulating hormone. Do you understand? So everything kind of start the origins of everything are right there. A lot of meditators also do a lot of visualization with the pituitary gland. Yeah. Well, the pituitary releases TRH. Okay, so TRH is to the thyroid, right? You know, you and then you've got you know uh, ACTH, which goes to the with the adrenals, right? You've got LH and FSH, which go to the ovaries and the testes right? That all comes from the pituitary. And the pituitary is essentially receiving a few things, but the main one, CRH, corticotropin-releasing hormone, from the hypothalamus. So again, it's all messages all day going back and forth, Mm. receiving information and then shuttling out new information to try to maintain balance. So a lot of times, if you've got really low progesterone levels and really high estrogen levels and you're like, oh, my problem because my labs show me are high estrogen. Well, the reality is you need to look upstream. If the, if the river, if the lake is poisoned, right, maybe it's the upstream river where the poison's coming from, right? So like, Mm. just because it shows high on a lab doesn't mean that's where it begins. That might be where it ends. And that's why we have to be careful of playing like laboratory expert and just saying, oh, the lab is off. Therefore, that's where the root of the problem is. That's not, that's not how functional nutrition is done or medicine, right? So, so we understand now that if we, the thermostat to the house. So if you're really stressed out, you're overdoing it, you got something major going on, you got a major stress trigger. The first thing that's going to, uh, some gland is going to take that stress on. Let's say it's cortisol, whatever, hypothalamus, whatever. And then guess what? The pituitary and the thyroid go to work and they back up everything. Well, guess what? They get tired. They get tired. So one of the first things that you'll see before hormone imbalance oftentimes 
is temporary period of hypothyroid. Right. Right. Okay. Starting to make sense now, right? Yeah. Now, not always, but this is generally how it goes. Then the downstream effect from that will be your sex hormones. So another way that women may experience this, like Isabel, you may know, like, let's say you go through a really stressful event um, at day 26 of your cycle. Your psych, you go through something major. Someone dies. There's a breakup. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of crying and haas and dogs, haagen ice cream. I don't know what you got out in Australia. What do you got out there? Edies. I don't know what you got out there. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are, are working with out there, but some really good ice cream, fill in the blank. Vegan Magnums. They're amazing. Ma- okay. Magnums ice cream. And, uh, and so, you know, you go through it. Your period is fine when you're stressed. The next period, now this is 30 days later, is a mess. You've got more acne. The period might have had clots or it might have gone for a couple extra days or, or whatever. And it was, it was a mess. And your hormones were all over. You were more puffy, swollen throughout. That's because there's a delay. There's a delay from, from hormonal disruption that begins, right? At the cortisol, pituitary adrenal area, and then it trickles all the way down to progesterone and estrogen. Interesting. Yeah. That takes time. There's a delay. It's not like I stress out and then I have a period right there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. And if we're not looking up the stream, we wouldn't be able to connect those dots. Right. So we're having all these bad periods now and we don't realize like, oh, some things really got thrown off. Let's work some lifestyle. Let's sleep a little bit more. Let's balance our diet. Let's maybe, let's maybe hold off the magnums and the alcohol for a second. Let's give some herbal support to help balance some things. You know, maybe we should lay off the 27 coffees and the staying up till 5 a.m. because we're writing them love letters and then tearing them up and throwing them away you know, or whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being funny. You know, that's no break. Funny, but the, you get the point, right? Uh, men go through that too. I was a, I was a, you know, a, a upset up till 5 a.m. individual and many of my breakups too. So it, uh, not relegated to women. So anyway, but uh, that's the point. I want, I want to just relate to women on very real situations and, and, and then keep it light. Right. So I throw jokes in there, but a very serious situations that happen in your life. And then wondering why your body's responding in weird ways. You can use relatable moments that everyone has been through to understand the power of hormones and then go, Oh, that was all hormones. Cause if you don't know, you have no idea what's happening. Right. You know, and, and it's for me being a coach working with, you know, 80% women, as their hormones change, I watch their personality decisions. I watch things change and they're not aware that their hormones are changing as they're changing. So they don't have their mental and emotional guard up to adjust, right? When things shift. And so you can watch it play out and then you understand how powerful these hormones are and why you need to keep your eye on them uh, for your life. Why is it important that women also have testosterone? And the answer is majority of the time, every woman should still have testosterone. Now, there are some women, about 15% of the population, that are more ectomorphic women. Ectomorphic, so we're talking about body style. This is a little, this is usually a tinier bone structure, thinner, 
very, you know, naturally very small waist. They'll typically have uh, lower uh, testosterone levels, but they've got plenty of androgens, which are uh, like androsterone, which is the backup. It's uh, testosterone is a metabolite um, of, of androgens, right? And so I think the the big hormones that everyone needs to be aware of are the just the we're going to keep it simple is progesterone, androsterone, testos- testosterone, and estrogen. Now there are more than that. And of each one of the hormones that I just told you, there are alpha and beta metabolites. So that's why there's about, mm-hmm. there's about 37 hormones, if you really want to get technical, that run through your body. So t- I say that, Isabel, to then say the next thing. So then you said, yeah. well, what test would I run? Well, I would highly recommend the test that, is, that you'll learn so much about your body is a Dutch test. A Dutch urinary test. Now, okay, you can just start with blood work. Okay, you certainly can. And blood work's great. But blood work is only going to look at like test and free testosterone, total estrogen or estradiol, uh, and uh, a general progesterone level. But to be quite honest with you, that doesn't tell you a lot about the behavior of your hormones. It doesn't tell you how they metabolize. It doesn't tell you how they detox. And remember what I said to you very early in this mm-hmm. uh, podcast was that hormones and where they are at in the volume that they're at when you look in lab work is the culmination of the metabolites that make them and the metabolites that detox them. And the total sum of all that really tells you about your hormonal layout not just what your serum estradiol is like that's. And when you realize that and you hear me think about say that and you think logically like, yeah, he's right. If I'm only looking at three and there's so much more going on in there, I, I doesn't, you know, I'm not getting enough information. Mm-hmm. Right. But blood works easier to get right now. Now I know they have Dutch tests in Australia and other places that almost Dutch tests are almost available. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to have many international listeners. So Dutch tests uh, are, are available uh, in, in, I think, most countries at this point. Uh, in one way or another. I've done two Dutch tests from Australia. Yeah. Well, all, we have all of our clients. And because they're kind of easier to get in Australia, we have Dutch tests um, that we have all of our Australian clients do. And again... A Dutch test is just, it's a masterclass in just learning about the world of hormones and how one becomes, like how one metabolizes into another and, and then how you detox them. You know, just, just to give you an idea, if you go to get blood work done, it's, they're going to give you an estradiol level, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to give you an estradiol level. Well, okay. So if that's all you know about hormones, that's all you're going to look at. Well, did you know? that you have three main estrogens. You have, so you have estradiol, esterone, and estriol. Those are the three big ones, right? And then estradiol and esterone break down into two, four, and 16 hydroxyesterone, and then two, four, and 16 hydroxyestriol or estradiol. And then, and then there's a, and then they get methylated into two methoxyesterone and two methoxyestradiol. And all of that heavily dictates whether estrogen is going to be cancerous for you. And the fact that that information is available 
and the data is clear that it could help as an early warning sign um, to pre- prevent possible, possibly prevent cancers, estrogen-related cancers. Why would you just go to the doctor and be like, hey, yeah, just give me some blood work? Like, it just seems like there's so much more. Why would we do that? Yeah, but you can start with blood work, though. Don't, don't let me stop people from getting blood work. All information is good information. You just have to understand how to interpret that information and utilize it correctly. I think that's, you know, more information is not better if you don't know what to do with it. You know, a- a- anybody can learn about this if they do a quick, um, what's the site everyone goes and Googles their symptoms on? Health, what, it, what like? healthmed.com right you get i know yes yeah so you go you go on you go on at 2 a.m self-diagnosis you know and you got this spot (laughs) on your foot and you start this anybody that googles their symptoms at 2 a.m can learn that more information (laughs) is almost worse because it leads to right it leads to confusion and not clarity i woke up i have a knot on my foot and all I thought was a knot, it was a knot on my foot. And now I'm wondering whether it's cancer, tuberculosis, <laughs> a cold, or I just stubbed my foot. You know, like you're, you're yeah, just <laughs> stubbed my toe. <laughs> you're left with more questions than answers. Could have been a spider. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a spider bite. Hello, especially out there in Australia, right? I definitely. Uh, but you know, um, but that's the point, right? So sometimes more information isn't better. However, if you know, if you're with an appropriate, uh, practitioner and anybody listening, uh, can go to, uh, nutrition dynamic, even internationally, wherever can go to internet, uh, nutritiondynamic.com. They can order a Dutch test and we can ship it out to you, or you can order it in your, um, your particular country. Uh, you can go on our labs page and just buy a session uh, for for two fifty, or it, it's only fifty dollars if you buy the lab from us. We'll do a full, complete review of any lab work that you got. We'll give you next steps on what to do for you, um, and what the diet recommendations, training recommendations, functional recommendations, follow up labs. It all is contained in that, and that'll give you a taste of what functional coaching and health care is like. Uh, versus walking into your primary care being like, uh, I feel bad, help me, you know, mm. um, and, and seeing what answer you get there, you know. Yeah, and when it comes to signs and symptoms, I'm just interested to know, are there any big signs and symptoms that can come up for people that would kind of necessarily directly relate to hormones? For example, yeah. whether it's acne, whether it's um, dermatitis. Let me give the best bit of advice that I could ever give to anyone who's a new parent or has a parent that's a teenager um, or is going to become a parent one day. You need to teach your children about hormones because they're not going to learn about them in school. They're going to learn about them from their doctor in the form of birth control. Okay, so that's just and and I'm not against birth control, but people should understand that birth control is a steroid, and it is it it is a steroid use. It is it is hormone replacement therapy. Okay, and that's what they're going to learn about hormones, and they're not going to learn how they can do things to manipulate them and change them. And it's going to be a part. Hormones is a part of your whole life. And then you don't know how they get changed and manipulated and, and, and then, and then you can check early on 
and, and you can pre-screen your daughter or your son for early hormonal issues. Because after a woman has her first period, go do your hormones. Do them like within, do a urinary test within six months. Now you might sound like, seem like that weird parent, right? That's like, okay, here, you know, <laughs> here's Susie's mom doing this stuff again. She control, she helps her with her diet. They try to, not, they try not to do too much dairy and is checking her hormones, right? Like you might seem like that weird parent, but I promise you, listen to me. I, I cannot stress this enough, especially with daughters, you know, they're, they're gonna, this, there's no way around. So when, when Isabel said, what are, what are signs that it could be hormonal? The first thing that I want to tell you is everything is hormonal, everything except for a common cold flu, you know, whatever, everything's hormonal. And so you can make everything a little bit better. It might not solve everything, okay? You, but everything from your body composition to your how swollen you are to like uh, your hair, how good your hair is, how good your skin is, how good acne is, um, how tired you are, um, how much vitality you have, how much sex drive you have, your stamina in bed. I mean, anything high or low. Your focus, you know, your zest for life, it's, it's, it's all there. Now, there's also neurotransmitters and there's also your diet and yeah, there, it's all there, right? It is, it is there, but hormones are a major part. Now, I think a better answer to Isabel's question is, when is it appropriate to go straight in and look at hormones? Even though we know that they're always available, I'm not, Vince, I'm not just going to go check my hormones every time I've got a... I'm a little depressed, you know, right? Like, you know, I'm not running to the endocrinologist, Vince, anytime I like want to sleep in for a couple of days. Like I get, okay. All right. I get it. Right. I get it. However, if you learned how to manipulate your hormones, you would know what to do in those situations without going and getting your blood work, which is what I do. And, and I, I thank God that, you know, God led me down the path of learning about hormones. Cause I'm able to do so much with myself today that just other people have no clue. You know, and, and, and I've been able to, you know, I'm, I'm, it was my birthday the other day. I'm 38. Right. Be- but because I've maintained Happy birthday, thank you. It was June, June 20th. So it was just a couple of days ago, 38. I'm hanging, I'm, I'm hanging on. But if you see most 38 years old, 38 year olds, it, it's still like the youth, I'm, what I'm trying to get at, um, and the vitality that it brings, they, you're only going to do video in studio, but I, we're, we're shooting it and looking at each other at the same time. So I'm speaking to her, but uh, you would see that you want to stay anti-aging. Listen, you you want to look like you're in your late 20s, early 30s till you're in your 50s. You better start investing in those hormones right away. Um, you know, and because that's where it's at, you know, and 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 uh, so but what are the things that like something happens to me? It's like the first place I should look is my hormones. Uh, obviously, uh, PMDD, you know, if you're having really bad cycles, right? Oh, I had that PMDD. Yeah. And and then you're just, you know, it's it's on a whole nother level, right? PMDD for sure. What is PMDD if someone doesn't know what PMDD is? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's I think it's called postmenstrual dysphoria. So it's basically um where it's PMS on steroids, right? It's it's just at levels that you cannot control and it's and it's just very aggressive. 
and your moods almost make you feel bipolar and you know, like you're all over, not just the typical, you know, cause men don't understand men. If you're listening to this, a woman's hormones, when she gets into luteal phase, which is again, the rounding third base, um, in the, the cycle of her hormones, estrogen will go from somewhere in the neighborhood uh, because she ovulates and progesterone goes up first and estrogen follows it. Ovulation, by the way, Isabel is controlled by what? Pituitary. There you go with the pituitary Mm -hmm. again, right? So estrogen follows it up and estrogen will go from anywhere from around maybe a hundred to 140 all the way to 330, 400. Yeah, wow. Men, you carry anywhere from 30 to 60 milligrams or or 30, yeah, and 30 to 60. You know, I think it's nanograms per deciliter. It depends what unit of measure you're using. So men, when you get emotional, all your your estrogen's changing about 20. I see guys, you know, that'll go on anti-estrogens and then they'll come off. And they act like the biggest, I don't, I don't know what you, word you want to use, Sally's, we'll say, uh, which it, here is like, they're an emotional wreck. And I'm like, you guys are weak. Women are the superior beings in this world because I, I, I got to hand it to them. They can handle the roller coaster of going from 100 to 400. That is, that is four times. <laughs> Yes. And it happens not. Yes. And it's not just listen. Here's the best part. It doesn't happen like you don't get warning signs. Like, you know, how your gas, like, your, you know, your gas gets down and the gas light goes on and like whatever. No, 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 no. This happens in days. This happens within about 72 hours. You go from zero to 100 real quick and there's no warning sign. It's just on you. And somehow you manage not to stab anybody. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> you are better than me. A man goes from 20 to 60 and you, he's now watching uh, ro- romance uh, TV that like does the Hallmark channel and then, cr- and then crying over PETA commercials with dogs with one eye in them. You know what I mean? Like uh, that, that's, that's just the truth. That's just the truth, man. I, Cause I've been there. Like I've used anti-estrogens and come off them and my estrogen goes up quick. And I am a mess. (laughs) I don't want no smoke. To get to 400, I'd be dead. You'd have to put me in an insane asylum. It's not happening. You know? And so, right? So that that cycle of things is so sensitive that any any disturbances to it will will change your metabolism greatly. So if your metabolism's slowing down and you look swollen. And you're not quite sure why, and you're like brain fog and you're fatigued. Um, and it's and it's chronic, meaning that it's lasts more than three months. You should absolutely get your hormones checked, right? If you've been noticing that like your zest for life has just been down for a while. Now, listen, you know, a lot of people, and this is where I I always tell people start with your diet and your hormones, and if you don't feel better then move to maybe antidepressants, anti-anxieties, those kinds of things. Because majority of things going on with people are hormonal. And if they just, and lifestyle, if they deal with their diet and their lifestyle, you know, I mean, a big portion of the female population in the world is now mood or mind alter medicated. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about one in four in the United States. That number is outrageous. It doesn't need to be there. 
there's there's so much else they could be doing to then slap an anti-anxiety SSRI, you name it, um, that has heavier impact. Not that you can't use those temporarily. That's that's okay. That's great. But to be honest with you, if you just if you started foundationally, looked at your hormones, dealt with some of your diet, got a little more sleep, got hydrated, got rid of some negative people, places, and things in your life, maybe got a little trauma therapy, you'd be through it and good for years versus the highs and lows of just throwing meds in and out. You know? Yeah, I agree. But that's hard for people to accept because it's not a simple answer. It's not stopping down at the local doc stop and popping a pill and keeping it moving, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's not a simple answer, but it's the thing that will create simplicity more likely in the long term because yeah. you're helping yourself for the long term. So one of the things that I went and did, because this topic, I don't want people having to go back to school to learn it. I don't, people are like, I love this hormones, but I have no clue. I'm out there. I'm listening to things. I have no idea to listen to because everyone will get, man, everybody and their opinions out there. Um, again, information overload, analysis, paralysis, all these things. And yet, okay, Vince, but I don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a health coaching program. I don't want to waste my time with the wrong doctor. I don't. Where do I go? What do I do? Get good information about how to balance my hormones in my lifestyle. Just kind of get me a start. So me and some other um, individuals out of California, uh, practitioners, created Wellness Mastery. Wellness Mastery is a course, and it's a, it's a three-hour full-of-content course. And then it also does a lot of assessments on you, and it kicks out you a, like a 12 to 24-day hormone reset flush protocol and it tells you what supplements to take and it educates you you'll come out of there knowing so much and you'll know the truth about things too like things that are going to be fundamentally solid today as they will be in five years from now and it's only 197 dollars, and it can be done from anywhere in the world because it's a course now some of the products that you want to order you can just figure out what's what's in the products because we list it and then you can order maybe from iherb or you can order them um, uh, from overseas and have them shipped too. Um, there's a few products that are really big about the education though. And the diet are the biggest part, um, because you can really manipulate your hormones by what food you eat, how much you eat of it. Um, it's amazing how much you can just do with diet to fix your hormones. It's incredible because there's so many variables out there and that's wellnessmastery.com. One other thing I want to touch on while I've still got you here is birth control and our hormones. Yeah, so why don't we do a teaser on that? And I am happy to like, because to do it like hormones, like birth control justice, I've got so much information that I would love to share. I just, I think that, I think the, now that everyone's heard and you realize that the two most powerful hormones inside the body, pound for pound, if we did, if we had to say, who's the heavyweight champ of hormones, right? It would be a fight to the death between insulin and estrogen right? They're probably the two most powerful. And so anytime that you replace one, you, 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 you use a synthetic hormone to replace one. Like for example, they do that with type one diabetics and they replace insulin, right? Well, you see still insulin over time for type one diabetics can be very corrosive, it's the same thing for estrogen. I'm not saying that for some women, it's still not the, like the, a preferable answer. Uh, using hormone replacement uh, as your like hormonal 
BC options versus non-hormonal or family planning or whatever your strategy is going to be with your reproductive health rights, right? They are your right. Do whatever you want to do and that's okay. Um, But you do need to realize that there's two sides to that coin. There is the pro and there is the con because there is no such thing as a miracle pill, easy button. It's like I get all these things and I give nothing. Nothing's free in this world. Nothing's free. Right. So what you trade in not having to, you know, not worrying about getting pregnant or not having menstruation or, or whatever, or, or, you know, balancing some symptom that you're having like acne, you're trading something too. And you should start asking yourself, what am I training, trading away? And I better find out what it is. And is that too valuable to trade away? Because some, at some point down the road, you've taken these hormones, these synthetic hormones long enough that you don't get to choose anymore. It's caused its impact. And so again, coming back to women, this is why I said about the Dutch test, 50% of girls, um, well, we can talk about United States stats. I don't know about Australia or other places that may be listening right now, but in the United States, 92% of women in childbearing age have at some point been on hormonal birth control. Okay. Well, just understand that we've never had an entire sex take one type of drug uh, altogether in almost just one generation's worth of time. It's a, it's a huge science experiment is what I'm saying. I know birth controls have been around, but they keep changing them. They keep changing the chemistry and every bit of chemistry change will change what that does into your body over time. And, you know, then women are staying on them so long and they're jumping around to different ones. And, you know, again, if you, you, you hear about the dangers of steroid use, everyone's afraid of steroids. Well, why are we not more cautious about birth control? Because if you really open your eyes to the downside, it's severe. Did anybody pay attention to what happened with Haley? I mean, I'll say on this, like Haley Bieber. Anybody heard about that? Haley had a stroke. Her birth control interaction and interacted with, um, I want to be careful with what words I used here, but there was a, <laughs> she had a shot that was to help her prevent viral conditions. Uh, we'll put it that way. And they interacted and she had a stroke at 20, what, two years old, right? Birth controls can, can induce strokes. But you, you think any parent sending their kid in to grab some random birth control ever thought about that? Mm. No. Do you know that 50% of women that go on birth controls under the age of 20 do it for acne, bad periods, and other reasons, not because of contraceptive or for prevention of pregnancy? Well, those 50% of things could be fixed with understanding how to help your hormones. You don't have to just... you Throwing a hormone on top of your hormones to fix hormonal imbalances is not the way to do it. It's a quick fix, but you're, you know, there, there, there are risks in that. Right. And when you take it out, there's going to be other problems. There's pill induced PCS, PCOS, some cause some infertility, some cause cancers, some cause stroke, heart attack, DVTs. Like it's not a joke. Now I understand that it is a smaller percentage, you know, but I, I, you know, Isabel, I got to tell you, it's a smaller percentage when did we not care about the small percentage? Because we just went through a whole thing 
of shutting down the globe over a small percentage. Do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Right. And, and I'm just saying, like, why is it in some areas we care about that and in other areas we ignore it? Well, because the other area is about, well, both areas are about profit, in my opinion. But, you know, but the point is, is that, you know, in America, especially because I don't know about there in Australia, do you guys have direct to consumer marketing there? Like, are you watching TV, like flipping through the channel and then like a, like a, like a, prescri- um, a commercial comes up for like birth control or like, Ooh, you might have autoimmune disease. Take this. Do you have those commercials there? We do not as much as in the United States, but we do. We're hit with it. I mean, it's every five seconds. I get done watching my favorite TV show and, and I don't know if I have, you know, if I don't have, if I have syphilis or if I've got like, you know, <laughs> like, like chronic lung disease, like maybe I've got AIDS and I, whatever, like you get done with the show and you're like, oh, maybe I should go to the doctor and just pick up a pill just in case. <laughs> that, that's how it is here. And that is unethical. It is unethical for, for a um, pharmaceutical company to give you a suggestive selling on something that a doctor should be. If you've got a bad enough situation, you should see a doctor. The doctor then will decide based on their information what medicine to give you, right? So I just, you know, this is the problem. And so they've, they've marketed here to our children before you even have a, kid, a chance as a parent to say whether you're comfortable with birth control or not. Your child's been getting birth control. We need to ask questions. Right. Your your mm. it's been getting birth control propaganda since she was 10. So good luck switching the narrative at 15 or 14 or 13, right? And it's self-responsibility as well, self-responsibility to ask questions, dive deeper, and not just look at the surface level. I think 100%, but what you're talking about there is not something that that's not innate, meaning that people are not born to think that way. They have to learn to think that way. And most of the time they don't learn to think that way until they've met the side effects of not thinking that way, meaning that someone's either misled them or something happens to them. And I hate that, that the world is that way. It's that it's like trial by fire. It's that learning through experience, but oftentimes that is how it has to happen. You have to go through the negatives, which is what I'm trying to prevent with this. Why I do podcasts? Why my company? I don't want you to have to go through these things. Oftentimes you got to go through it. So you decide like where you stand on it and what's important to you. You know, I think it's important for people to know that I don't just read research or I'm not just a part of research. The reason that like you should listen to me when I talk about this, because this is important. It's like, why should I let this guy be the guide of my information? Why, why should I say, Hey, this information is solid rock that I can, I can fundamentally place my truth on is because I've been working with practitioners and teaching coaches across the world, how to do hormones and the largest, I have the largest coaching organization in the country. So I see thousands of cases every single year and we, we track them way after meaning years later, how are they doing? Right. And so, and we're doing it naturally. And then I've got the, the wall of social proof from any of our um, all, any of our platforms to show that we can do it on a high level. Yeah. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks for coming on the show. Listen, listen, I hope I, I hope I was entertaining enough, man. I want to be that number one spot. <laughs> Let me get it. No, I'm kidding. Dude, it's an honor to be to be uh, one of the uh, early invitees uh, to this new endeavor of yours. I think that you are a courageous uh, individual who shows women that they can do anything they want if they put their minds to it. 
And I think that they're going to be quite inspired by the information and the people that you bring across this podcast. Thank you so much. And I'd love to have you back on the show. And I'm sure everyone else would as well. There's so much more information and wisdom that you can offer listeners. So thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, please. If anybody's interested in more information, you can check out uh, our website, nutritiondynamic.com, or you can go to uh, like my Instagram, which is Vince underscore Pitstick, or go to nutrition uh, underscore dynamic Instagram. We, we're always delivering lots of information. The last one is Metabolic Mentor uh, YouTube, uh, where we drop a lot of information as well. We're always trying to informate or give as much information as possible as we can to create an educated society so you can make the decisions for yourself. And I'll drop all of those links into the show notes. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you so much for being a part of this journey. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love your support. So please share, subscribe, or leave a five-star review. Don't forget, you can find all the detail and links for this episode in the show notes. You can connect with me via Instagram at Isabel Cornish or via my website, isabelcornish.life. For more uplifting content, I highly recommend checking out my book, The Why, Healthy Habits for an Epic Life. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay magic.